You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking Rates and Lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rico Mohammed coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Got a couple of things that we're trying to get lined up and bring to you tonight. Apologize for missing the show last week. Going to try to get better at, uh, especially the weeks that we don't have guests, we may go to a different format to where um, I may do a show and just upload it and have it in the kitty so we can have something for you guys every week instead of uh, having to miss a show. So we're looking at some different alternatives. We're going to try to see, uh, start, try to have some stuff put back and, and already prepared for you guys just in case we happen to have a hiccup out on the road. Uh, things are starting to pick up a little bit on our end, and uh, sometimes it gets a little difficult to try to, regardless of how much we plan, to try to make sure we set aside those Wednesdays at 7. gets a little tight sometimes out here in the real world. So I, I apologize to you guys for that one, but we appreciate you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, come and spend a little time with us here to see what we have to say and see what we have to share with you guys this week. Um, and uh, this week we do not have a guest uh it's just, it's just you and me, so we're going to kind of have a little bit of an open forum. Um, I have a um, report that I am trying to pull up, but right now I'm having some problems uh, with my with my uh, computer cooperating with me. I, I should have maybe printed this one also, but we're going to keep moving and see if we can get to maybe a little bit later, trying to get the uh, report for the... Uh, Brokers, but we'll see if we can pull that up here in just a little bit. Right now, the computer is not cooperating with me. Uh, but let's start off as we normally always do, and that is with the USDA truck rate report for this week. And in this week, we have a couple of markets that are showing some slight shortages. Some things are starting to uh, pick up and have a little bit of a movement. Within the uh, within the uh, reefer refrigerator segment, as far as uh, this USDA rate report is concerned, and those markets that are showing slight shortages are the Central and South Florida markets are showing a slight shortage of trucks available in that area. And my uh, kind of my backyard, my somewhere where I like to operate out of Eastern North Carolina, has started to show uh, some movement as far as needing some capacity for trucks in that area. Uh, the other areas that are showing in the opposite direction, surpluses and slight surpluses. We have a slight surplus showing out of Yakima Valley, Wintry District. Washington State, and we have Minnesota, North Dakota, Red River Valley showing an outright surplus of trucks. In the upper portion of Florida, we are showing a surplus of trucks. And San Luis Valley, Colorado is showing an outright surplus of trucks. There are the rest of the markets that are available on the USDA truck rate report is showing an adequate supply of trucks in those areas. And as we speak, as we normally always do, we are going to be posting a link to this up on the Facebook page for Rates and Lanes. And without any further ado, we'll jump over into the DAT Trend Lines report for this week, May 1st through the 7th. Boom, rates rose sharply last week following a steady increase in demand for vans and reefers, especially in Sun Belt, California, Texas, and the southeast. By contrast, flatbed demand and rates held steady. And 
generally about this time of the year is when we're starting to see all the different segments operating um, close to where they should be. It, it helps every segment, helps the rates in every segment kind of balance one another out because you don't have the leaching over from different uh you'll start to have some people, especially with reefers and stuff, you may have people that have multiple trailers and they may enjoy pulling reefers more or they may enjoy pulling flatbeds more and they'll go park one and go pick up the other one and, and, and uh helps balance out a little bit of the segment, but it's always around the time when reefers really start to pick up and get hot, you'll start to see rates starting to rise across all three segments, flatbeds, vans, and reefers. And let's take a look at the National Van Demand and Capacity Report for May 1st through the 7th. Van load postings rose 11% last week, while truck postings were down less than 1%. That pushed the load-to-truck volume ratio up 11% to 1.8 loads per truck. The national average van rates rose $0.07. Cents. Taking a look at this same time last month, compared to March, load postings were down 9% in April. Truck postings fell 3%, which led to a 6% decline in the load-to-truck ratio from 1.6 down to 1.5 loads per truck. Compared to April of 2015, the ratio has dropped 46%. So let's take a look over and see how the U.S. van rates were performing for the week of May 1st through the 7th. National average spot market rates for vans jumped $0.07 cents up to $1.57 per mile last week including $0.02 cents rise in the average fuel surcharge. Outbound rates rose in Los Angeles and Atlanta, but fell in Buffalo. The national average fuel price was unchanged last week at $2.27 as the national average for diesel. Taking a look across the entire country, up in the northeastern portion of the United States, we have rates checking in for dry vans, showing an average of $1.53 per mile. Coming out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, moving down into the southeastern portion of the United States, Atlanta, Georgia checks in, showing an average rate for dry vans at $1.73 per mile. Moving up into the Midwest, Chicago, Illinois checks in, showing average rates for dry vans at $1.73 per mile. Coming back down to the south-central portion of the United States, Dallas, Texas checks in, showing average rates at $1.47 per mile for dry vans. And moving out west, Los Angeles, the city of angels, checking in, setting the bar and high water mark for dry vans at $1.89 per mile coming out of the west coast. Jumping over and looking at the demand for flatbeds, the National Capacity and Demand Report for flatbeds for May 1st through the 7th. Flatbed load volume on the spot market was unchanged, while capacity increased 12% from the previous week, which led to an 11% decline in the load-to-truck ratio from 21.1 loads per truck down to 18.8 .8 loads per truck. The national average rate for flatbeds added one cent. This time last month, in April, flatbed low postings rose 9% compared to the previous month. Capacity dropped 11%, which resulted in 23% increase in the load-to-truck ratio, from 17.5 down to 21.5 loads per truck. Compared to April of 2015, the ratio was up by 1%. Moving and looking at the flatbed rates for the previous week, flatbed rates increased $0.01 cents up to $1.91 per mile nationally with a $0.01 cent slip in the line haul portion of the rate offset by a $0.02 cent increase in the average fuel surcharge. Taking a look around the country, 
Beginning up in the northeastern portion of the United States, we have Harrisburg checking in, showing average rates for flatbeds and setting the bench at $3.51 per mile on average. Moving down into the southeastern portion of the United States, Atlanta, Georgia checks in with the deuces wow, $2.22 per mile on average coming out of Atlanta in the southeastern portion of the United States for flatbeds. The average rate coming out of the Midwest, Rock Island, Illinois, shows $2.38 per mile on average. Moving down into the south central portion of the United States, Houston, Texas, checks in showing an average rate at $1.96 per mile on average. Moving over to the west coast, we have Phoenix, Arizona checking in showing an average rate for flatbeds at $1.71 per mile. Jumping over and looking, taking a look into the U.S. reefer demand, national demand and capacity report. Demand is heating up for reefers last week as load postings increased 11%. Truck capacity gained 5%, pushing the load-to-truck ratio up 6% from 3.2 to 3.4. Loads per truck, the national average reefer spot market rate jumped 11 cents. And... I'm kind of looking at a diagram of the United States. Uh, it has a, a bar graph of the United States, and you can just see the um, kind of from Virginia, if you just drew a map halfway across the United States, the lower portion of the United States is just the color for reefers. is just really dark, and it's still kind of really light up in the northeastern portion, but it's just showing that know it's time that crops and everything are starting to come in. Um, this time last month, reefer load postings declined 9%. In April compared to March, the truck postings added 1%. That combination led to a 10% decline in the national load-to-truck ratio from 3.1 down to 2.8 loads per truck compared to April of 2015. Ratio has slid by 54%. Let's take a look and see how the rates are performing on the spot market for May 1st through the 7th. Reefer rates surged 11 cents last week to a national average of $1.90 per mile. Freight volumes and prices were especially strong in California and Florida. We are showing around the country, coming out of the northeastern portion of the United States, Elizabeth, New Jersey checks in showing an average rate for reefers at $1.51 per mile. Coming out of the southeastern portion of the United States, Lakeland, Florida shows an average rate for reefers at $1.91 per mile. Moving up into the Midwest, and as always, Green Bay, Wisconsin checks in, leading the crowd, showing an average rate for reefers at $2.28 per mile. Down into the south-central portion of the United States, we have McAllen out of the Rio Grande checking in, showing average rate for reefers at $1.90 per mile. Moving over into the West Coast, coming out of Fresno, California, we have reefer rates checking in at $1.98 per mile, coming out of Fresno. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this week's EAT Trend Lines report for this week. And... Let's see. Now would be a great time for anybody that has any questions. If you got some questions or whatever, we're going to take a few calls and a few questions. I'm going to try, if you guys will just bear with me for just a second, um, I'm going to see if I can get this report up that I was trying to get up for you guys earlier. And we also wanted to talk a little bit about and um, don't want to belabor the point, but we want to talk a little bit about giving you guys a little bit more evidence and a little bit more confidence and motivation to really begin to go out and uh, get your own customers, to do some stuff to solicit your own customers. Uh, good friend, George Heck, he sent me a, um, he sent me a really, really telling uh, report earlier this week. I'm going to try to put a link up for that, and that was kind of going to be um, our basis for 
our talk tonight as well. I was going to use that report that he gave me. And um, to try to give you guys, I'm trying to see if I can find it. I'm, none of my stuff is cooperating with me tonight. Um, I'm also looking for the broker report, but I definitely want to give that out because we've been, every week that seems to have grown by leaps and bounds, and I want to definitely try to keep you guys informed of that. And I'm trying to see if I can get um, permission to maybe copy and paste that report um, from the people that publish it. And um, so that, that way you can have access to that as well. We want to try to put that up on the uh, Facebook page or one of the groups that we have. We, uh, we, we manage a group called the uh, Broker Review Board on Facebook as well. And we've had uh, a little bit of participation in that group with people reporting different things. And um, we also had someone call, and they were having some problems. And this will be great. That will be great. Uh, I don't really want to get into it, but maybe they'll, when, next time that we have, have uh, the transportation attorney, Henry Seaton, come on, they're having some problems with uh, people that they were leased to, and uh, and maybe we might touch on that a little bit and get into that. We don't want to uh, we don't want to drag too drag it too much through the mud, but we want to get into if we can get into the specifics of what they were actually going through. Um, that may be good to help some of you guys out down the road as well. And let's see here, I'm trying to see. All right, I think I found our report. And since we missed last week, I got I owe you guys two weeks worth of reports. So, and unfortunately, this list is longer and longer. So last week, off of this report, we have Trans Freight United LLC. Uh, their MC number is nine four six two two six. We have Tenant Truck Lines, MC number 146754. Sheffield Logistics, MC number 892665. That's 892665. Roadstar Freight Lines, LLC, MC number is 920808. Red Stallion Transportation LLC, 891-530 is their MC number. Precise Expedite Logistics Group, MC number is 932-002. Our Specialty Transportation Services LLC, they are showing two different MC numbers. They have 1-642-821. And also eight seven eight two eight zero. NS Logistics MC number four three eight two nine. Nationwide Truck Lines LLC MC number nine four five seven six four. Moonlight Freight Services LLC MC number is seven one two. Five four seven. Marcellus Truck Ltd. Seven two eight zero six seven. Lionheart Project Logistics zero one three nine two five is their MC number. Hove and Company Trucking. Their MC number is six nine four five five six. GLW Transportation Incorporated, and this is all, just a reminder, this is all from last week. Just to give you an idea how quickly this list grows. GLW Transportation Incorporated, 527-181. Garner Logistics Company, MC number 919-944. Freight Trans LLC, 
747-688. Canadian Road Star Inc., 723-023. Boots Transportation, MC Numbers 278-193. American Machinery Transport Inc., 730-862. Ambassador Distribution Services, MC Number 889-070. Those were all previous alerts from last week. This week we have three companies added to the list. That's Hoodoo Enterprises, MC Numbers 808-777. Blue Water Logistics, out of one of the hot areas, uh, actually all three of these companies are out of the hot uh, hot areas for this week's report for reference. Hoodoo Enterprises out of Burbank, California. Blue Water Logistics, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, MC Numbers 484-530. Oh, man, BLAC Logistics, Winter Haven, Florida, uh, 307-403. Now, these companies are showing, um, because I'm not able to get in and and get all my other detailed information that I'm normally able to get, um, I'm not able to see which one of these companies has actually um, had their MC numbers revoked through FMCSA. Um I'm just kind of got a, an overview report that I'm reading to you right now. So I'm not able to give you the more information that I usually am able to retrieve off of those reports. I'm not getting uh, unable to get into it right now. But let's see here. And I finally have gotten this article up that I wanted to get into tonight for you guys. Um, you know, we kind of had a... a, a this is kind of going to be a <clears throat> excuse me. This is kind of a, a philosophical view. One of the things that we talked about, um, some of the stuff that we talked about when we very started, first started doing this show. You know, we want to help educate the industry as much as we possibly can, share information. But one of the things that really inspired me and motivated me to actually go out and get my own authority was I wanted to be able to. Um, Call my shot, and just from the standpoint of I understand, and I'm not trying to get down on on anybody because uh, you have to do what you got to do to keep food on the table. And I think that if you got your own authority, uh, and you 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 kind of have that same mentality, but I think that we have taken, bought into, and have taken the easy way out a lot of times when it comes to dealing and operating on the spot market, and that is just our sole um, source of revenue is the spot market. We've, we've kind of given up uh, and just think that, you know, that it's not possible, that it, I can't possibly go out here and um, or it's just too hard to go out here and be able to track down my own customers. And don't ever give, give, your, give away your entrepreneurship. There's a reason why that you wanted to do this, and don't take the easy way out and cop out and say, "Well, I got to do something to get food or money on the table." I think that maybe you have to uh, adjust your philosophies, and and being definitely having your own authority gets really lonely sometimes because it, sometimes you feel like I'm in this thing all by myself. Who can I talk to? Um, I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to be doing. I think any of us that uh, have our own authorities can speak to how, you know, the buck kind of stops with us. And um, at, at times it's, it's very intimidating, but at the same time, um, it's kind of the reason why you get up in the morning. It's what, what, it's what made you, you know, you just kind of built a little bit differently. So I, I want to kind of give inspiration and motivation to the fact that, hey, um, we're not going to give up on what it is, you know, we're not going to give up on the dream. Not going to give up on the dream. And just a quick plug and reminder as well, CMC is coming up May 16th through the 20th. This year is going to be in Council Bluffs. Um, I won't be able to make the CMC this year. i got a daughter graduating uh, 
back here in Atlanta on May 20th uh, and getting her ready for college and all that good stuff. So we, we won't be able to make this year's CMC. The first CMC if I've missed in about, uh, man, I think this is three years now that I've, I've, that I've made every CMC for the past three years. I'm, I'm going to miss this one. I hate that I'm going to miss this one. Uh, but it's, I think that there's still time and there's still seats available for you to call in or uh, email and get registered for the CMC. Of course, that can t- that takes place over at LessTruck.com. You can go to LessTruck.com and click under the Events tab, and that will take you directly to the uh, CMC link. And we'll talk a little bit about that more later in the show as well. But this article comes out of Fleet Owner Magazine. And once again, we want to give George Hick a shout-out and kudos for sending this article over. I'm going to read this article to you guys, and maybe we'll have a little bit of discussion off of it. And let's see here. And, I'm, and actually, I'm going to post this in the uh, – take this article, and I'm going to share it with you guys as well. I'll have it up on the Race and Lanes Facebook page. Um, but this is a very, very, very telling article. Uh, A recent lane access virtual freight systems management study of some of the biggest trucking companies in the United States revealed 13 of the largest publicly traded motor carriers outsourced an average of 42.29% of their freight shipments, a figure based on the percentage of their total revenue spent on purchased transportation recorded in their annual reports which is essentially subcontracted freight shipment service, according to Rick Barnett, the founder and CEO of Lane Access. Our findings are clear. Many shippers likely aren't getting the visibility they think they are. He explained in the statement, large shippers and carriers may be able to manage their own fleet effectively, but with so much freight being outsourced to small carriers with six trucks or less, which make up 97% of the truck transportation industry, that's a problem. There's very little visibility into that network. Barnett noted that 13 large carriers, which included J.B. Hunt Transportation Services, YRC Freight, Swift Transportation spent $17.8 billion on purchased transportation in 2015 according to their annual earnings reports. When measured against the total combined revenue of $42.2 billion, that averages out to 42.29% of the total revenue being spent on freight outsourcing. And it has a, a graph here, and we'll maybe go back, on, go back and check that out here at the end of the article of all the companies and the amount of money that they spent on purchase transportation. The data analyzed by Lane Action did note, however, that LTL carriers Old Dominion freight lines and truckload carrier Heartland Express outsourced some of the lowest amounts of freight from their networks, less than 1% and 4.67% respectively. The firm research also revealed that average margins percentage for, for those carriers the percentage difference between operating income and operating revenue is around 8%. So not only are shippers likely losing visibility of visibility to 42% of their loads, they are likely paying 8% margins for that lost visibility, Burnett noted. Many shippers turn to large carriers, brokers, and third-party logistics services to save costs and hassle, but often... This is the, the opposite is happening. He explained, we know small carriers are the backbone of the trucking and that there's that the good thing is, but many of the small carriers lack the tracking units and back office technologies to deliver real-time visibility to shippers. That often leads to loads, inefficiency, and confusion. And the breakdown on this list we have coming in first place, J.B. Hunt spends an annual revenue, spends annual revenue of $6,188,000,000 in purchase transportation. They outsource 48.4% of their total loads. YRC 
spends four billion eight hundred and thirty two million four hundred thousand on I'm sorry, that is their annual revenue. I'm 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 reading the wrong number. The purchase transportation number that they spend on uh going back, JB Hunt spends almost three billion dollars out of that six billion that they uh make annually. They spend about three billion of that on purchase transportation. A YRC freight their annual number is somewhere in the ballpark close to five billion and they spend five hundred and sixty one million in tra- in purchase freight. That's about eleven point six one percent of their um total total sales. Swift transportation out of almost four and a half billion dollars, they spend one point one billion dollars on purchase transportation. Hub Group, they outsource, they outsource almost 88% of their total contracted freight. Transforce, 65%. And I'm just saying these numbers, I'm thinking that this should give you a little, you take this article, especially if you're going and you're talking to smaller companies in your area, and you can show them you, this is something that you can have to give you a little bit of confidence that you can definitely save potential customers some money. And and, and then not only can you save them some money, but you can also give them better services. A lot of times, especially if you're going to, you have to find the correct niche in your market. And if you find the customer that is not being serviced properly, and you can point out to, you know, you can use this as a credibility builder to show a potential customer that you that not only that some of their freight that they think is being handled properly or in good hands, they're paying a premium for and they're getting lousy service for. And you can use this as a way to begin to build inroads to those particular customers and help you get inside to build um, rapport and relationships with those guys. But then you start doing what they call education marketing, you start to begin to educate your potential customer as to what is really going on out here. And it, it puts them in a position to now, um, when you start to build that relationship and you're giving them some hard actual numbers from a uh, vetted source, then it, it shows that you are doing your homework and you're not uh, you're not just a fly-by-night little lackey and you, you're actually coming in there to try to build some rapport and relationship, and, and the biggest thing is, hey, I'm a local, uh, a local company that's here in your local economy, and we're helping build one another up. And normally, those are the type of people that you want to seek out. Once again, you don't want to be going in to try to compete with JB Hunt because you can't be JB Hunt. You can't race them to the bottom. They, 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 they have way too much power equipment for you to be able to beat them when it comes to those things. But what the thing that you are going to have to be able to set aside and sell your people on, that when you're going out there and you're making these calls, and and all I'm trying to do is inspire everybody. Look, take some time. Um, if you got some time that you know you're going to be taking off, a lot of times I know that we got the CVSA week coming up uh, here in June. Well, Sometimes people, because they don't want to deal with the hassles or whatever, and I don't think that's a big portion of our market, but if you do decide that I want to take that week off, that would be an excellent time instead of just taking that week completely off or whatever and you're not doing anything, to begin to start building you a list of people, potential people that you want to definitely go out and knock on that door. You want to take that time and use it to your to, to uh, grow your company. You want to use that time to build your company. Stop settling for just okay. What can I get off of the spot market? Because a lot of times, and and what you're hearing when we're talking about on the DAT report is is really sometimes even those numbers. Some people I've gotten feedback from different people say, man, I'm not seeing nowhere near that amount. So a lot of times they're saying that, man, those numbers are, are a lot better than what I'm able to even achieve out here on the spot market. Well, guess what? Imagine if you got a direct customer and you're able to build re- rapport and relationships 
And even if you don't have a customer, even if they don't have anything that's shipping out. See, one thing that I want you guys to you know, always be thinking two steps ahead, especially when you're talking to somebody. They may not have anything uh, in a particular lane that you might like that they are shipping themselves. But they, it may be a potential there where there may be an opportunity to get get their inbound freight. Well, where, where are your inbound freight coming from? Because a lot of times their suppliers are selling to them FOB, free on board. So that means that they're having to still uh, contract out and find ways to get their supplies coming on an inbound basis. So that may be an opportunity there for you. You may be in, in a particular lane that's coming back to your home domicile, and you may already have built a dumbbell with the uh, coming with the with the uh, return freight already before you even build out the the outbound freight. So you know you may have a customer that the inbound freight is in a different area, and then you, uh, now you've got your dumbbell halfway built, and you just got to go find the other end. So always be thinking about inbound and outbound, not just what they're shipping out, but <clears throat> make sure that you're thinking that maybe an opportunity there to talk to them about. What did they? What is it that they have on the inbound basis? So that way you're covering both ends of the spectrum. And let's see here. We got a caller calling in from. Well, wait and let them get screened in, and we'll get them up and on board with us. And if you have a question, you can go ahead and press the number one, and we'll take your calls here tonight as well. Let's see here. We've got Bo calling in. Let's go to Bo. Bo, you're on live with Rico. How can I help? Hey, Rico, I'm just going to be real quick here. Now, a few weeks ago, I ended up talking to a uh, to a, a gentleman. He, he For 25 years, he worked for Kroger, uh, for Kroger Smith as the, uh, the traffic manager. And what he was telling me, he was looking at me and talking to me. He's like, you're an entrepreneur. You're young. You know, you, you're an owner-operator. He says, you know, uh, these companies, they don't want to deal with the company drivers. They want to deal with guys that see every single week. He says, so you've got to leg up. All you got to do is you got to just go in there and talk to them. You, you go talk to them about what kind of legs they have that you want to get home every single week or whatever, and they'll work with you. They'll work with you with, with, with whatever they have. And, and so I just wanted to say that because that's exactly what you guys are talking about. I haven't put any of his, uh, you know, any of his suggestions to use. But, I, you know, hell, I live out west, you know, and uh, the northwest and, there ain't there ain't too much up there, man. There ain't too much out out there where I'm living. So I better jump on that bandwagon and talk to Albertsons and you know Winco and whoever else I got out there. You know. Oh, definitely, and 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 there's always opportunity. I mean, the thing about it is, if there's people there, there's something that's coming there. You know, we just have to we have to be able to start looking. And finding the opportunity, right. and and that's part of that's part of being an entrepreneur. You know, um, mm-hmm. I understand that everybody's not going not going to do it, and and we're not speaking to everybody. We're supposed to, the people that are listening right. to these right. shows. We're listening. We're dealing with a small percentage of the trucking, so we want to hopefully we're talking to the top one uh, percent of truckers and people that are that are thinking about that have either have their own authority or thinking about having getting their own authority. And um, and uh, and other owner operators, so we're de- yeah. we're dealing with a different, entire different mindset anyway. But I, I yeah, definitely yeah. You appreciate know what? you calling in. And yeah, you know, and, and I was going to say another thing that he was telling me too as well, and it, it was it was news to me. It makes a whole lot of sense. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to rotate all of their uh, their stock shelf, all their inventory, and in less than like. 72 hours or something crazy like that, but what they wanted to do was utilize those trucks that are moving across America for them as their uh, as their extra shelf space and stuff like that. You know, it's they're very uh, adamant on time and all that. Man, he gave me a ton of information. I- I'm sure he gave me so much information that I did not understand it, unfortunately. But, nonetheless, anyways, just enjoying it. I'm going to sit back here and I'm going to keep on listening to what you all got to say. Thank-, Thank you, Rico. No, Bo, we appreciate you calling in. Thanks for sharing that information with us. And, of course, um, there, there are definitely some, like I said, there's always some opportunities, guys. And don't don't give away your entrepreneurship. That's the biggest the, the biggest thing and that I'm really just wanting to get across to everybody. I was listening to uh, earlier this week, I was listening to audio books, and I listened to one of, one of my favorite authors, uh, one of Kevin's favorite authors. Kevin actually turned me on to him, uh, Seth Godin. Um, 
I was listening, trying to remember which book it was. I, I listened to two of his books this week. It may be, it may have been Small is the New Big. I believe that was the one. And he really was just dropping so much insight in that book about being an entrepreneur, about owning your own business. And it really got me fired back up as, as far as um, making sure that I'm going back and doubling down on trying to grow my business more by going out and getting more direct customers myself. Um, it's really some really, really, really inspiring and, and, and thought-provoking ideas that he has in that book. And uh, if you get a chance to check that one out, Small is the New Big. That one's a really good one, and he also has a really good one called um, The Purple Cow. Uh, Purple Cow, he talks about he talks about sir he talks about delivering and being exceptional you know being something different that you know um it, and how easy it is and and good friend George Hey, he always says this whenever he comes home with us as well how easy it is to just really set yourself apart by doing uh doing the things that is expected out of you if you just do what's expected out of you and and you know how hard is how difficult is it to give constant updates uh, as you're going across the country, you know, calling in every morning to your direct customer to let them know where you are and, and are sending them an email or update tracking, so on and so forth. And how many people find that cumbersome and burdensome that they, you know, they just, for whatever reason, they will not do it. I mean, you know, you got the free, you got free minutes on your telephone and you, you play for, you pay for your plan and everything else. But for whatever reason, um, they do not want to have that interaction and contact with the customer. The other thing, um, as a company owner, you know, what is the image that you that your company is projecting? What image are you putting out there? And we talk about that. That's always a big one. Um, you know, are you the, the 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 one that walks into the shipper or receiver with the bedroom shoes on and the pajamas on? You know. Not saying that you got to be walking in with a three-piece suit while you're doing your job, but are you? But are you presentable? Are you at least uh, um, clean and presentable when you walk in? Um, do you carry yourself in that light? Do you? You know, how is your how is your conversation? Are you pleasant to even talk to? Some of these things, you know, I know a lot of guys that are truckers. Sometimes we got that we have that loner mentality. Some people. And you don't some some as it's been said a lot of times truckers don't really even like people all that much. But you gotta start to work on that portion of your personality if if you want to be successful in growing your company and growing your business. You're gonna have to uh, find a way to kind of bait your hook that you can go in and, and and get something on the hook for yourself and for your company to begin to grow it. Um. I wanted to go back to this report again and finish out showing I was going through the percentage of numbers that were outsourced by these different companies. And I think I stopped off at Hub Group that outsources 88.29% of their total uh, total freight. Uh, we have Transforce Inc. that outsources 65.71% of their total freight. Landstar Systems, they outsource, even as big as Landstar is, they're still outsourcing 76.82% of their freight. Old Dominion uh, finds the list, they were one of those smallest people that are outsourcing. They outsource less than 1% of their total freight. Arc Best Corporation, 23.5%. XPO Logistics outsources 54.72%. So, you know, some of these are, are really big names, and I think that if you go in and, and you, if you get the opportunity to talk to some people, you know, a lot of these companies that they may already be dealing with, and you can show them that, hey, you know, you think you that you're actually dealing with this company, but, you know, um, I may actually have hauled this freight before previously for this company. And I'm telling you, uh, you go in and, and if you got your numbers together, you might be able to turn some heads. Hey, I'm, but you know, you you may be paying them X amount, but I'm, but I'm willing to do it for this amount. And that's not necessarily saying that that you that you're racing to the bottom, but you're getting a really good rate for your operation 
and and you may be able to um, kill what it is that that they are already currently paying. So just a little feather in your cap, just trying to give you that extra little nudge to get on out there. XBO Logistics, they outsource 54.72% of their total freight. Warner Enterprises, they outsource 22.96%. Heartland Express, once again, was one of the lower ones. They do 4.67% of their freight. Martine Transportation outsources 17.75% of their um, total is their purchase transportation. And USA Trucks round out the list. They outsource somewhere in the ballpark of 31.77% of their total freight. So once again, I'm going to have this report from Fleet Owner Magazine. I want to copy a link of this up on the uh, Rates and Lanes Facebook page, along with the other information from tonight. We're going to copy and paste all of that information up in the Rates and Lanes Facebook page for your disposal. We are getting, and I'm looking at the clock, we are running up against some time already. Uh, if anybody has a question, we'll go ahead and take any more questions before we get ready to wrap up and get out of here tonight. Um, Ooh, okay. So once again, we want to um, reiterate that this week the CMC Live is going to be coming your way uh, beginning next week, May 16th through the 20th, out in Council Bluffs, Iowa. You can go and register for the CMC Live coming up next week at LessTruck.com. Go to LessTruck.com. Click on the events tab, and it will take you directly to the registration page where you can begin to uh, make sure that you are registered, logged in. And the great thing about the CMC, if you've been before, it's great. Um, and, and this year is going to be entirely different um, than any of the previous years. So this is kind of like a – this is kind of new – territory for the CMC. And I kind of hate that I'm, I'm hate that I'm going to miss this portion of it because uh, I'm looking forward to uh, meeting and, and seeing some familiar faces. But that's the biggest thing for me with the CMC is you get a chance to the camaraderie that you build with the uh, with the people that are returning. You you see people that are there that, you know, they've been there four, five, six, seven times at the CMC and, and you just build on those relationships. It's a great time to get out there and unwind and learn some stuff together. Um, this year, Kevin is definitely stepping it up a notch by offering all of the different lanes that they are going to be doing with the CMC. Uh, different, uh, he's grown it exponentially year year after year, and this year uh, it's the biggest and best one yet so far. Looks like uh, so. I'm going to be looking forward to hearing stories from a lot of you guys that are actually going and, and things that are going on out there this year. Um, hate that I'm going to miss it, but we're looking forward to, uh, you know, hearing what you guys have to say about it and the different things that are going to take place. So that if you've never been to a CMC, this is probably the best one to go ahead and jump on board to start your, um, start your journey on. Um, with all the different things that are being offered, you'll have a smorgasbord of activities to choose from, and one of the good things that I give Kevin and them guys credit for, you're never going to be too short on food. They're going to feed you well out there at the CMC, so um, it's always good food, good snacks, good people, good company. So if you're interested in that CMC event, you can check them out May 16th through the 20th. And we want to give kudos and shout out to Kevin and Lisa Rutherford the entire Less Truck team, because it's getting about that time for us to get ready to wrap up the show. we got a couple of more people that have some questions. Let's see if we can get some get, take a couple of these calls in. Let's grab Dwayne real quick. Dwayne, you're up live with Rico. How can we help? Hey, Rico. I appreciate you taking my call. And uh, I tell you, I really enjoy really enjoy the show every, whenever you come on. Um, it's real informative. And uh, not just only you, but the uh, rest of the uh, less truck team. But uh, my question is, I'm currently working with Landstar, and uh, 
probably been, been, you know, I've been with Landstar a little bit less than a year. Well, this coming June will be a year. And during during this time and this tenure with Landstar, you know, I've been enjoying the ride and, you know, and I'm on a dedicated account with Landstar. Uh, managed to uh, save up within a year uh, just a little bit over uh, $20,000 because my purpose is uh, I'm, I'm, I'm learning everything now, you know, learning to, uh, because I wanna, I'm, I'm going to get my authority. And um, there's a cu- couple of questions I wanted to ask you, uh, with I, which I know if once I get my authority and get everything into place, that the insurance is going to be more than what I'm paying with Landstar and, you know, did different conundrums that will come up during that process, uh, during that time. With uh, $20,000 cash saved up, uh, do you think that's enough revenue to start with uh, start with the authority there? Because uh, I'm I'm going to do a uh, drive drive in in the beginning, but um, and my truck is paid for. It, my truck is paid for, so uh, really don't have any bills. As far as you know, as far as you could save, that's the reason why I was able to save up that kind of money, and and I just wanted to get your opinion on on that as far as in the finance financial world as starting with your own authority. Uh, definitely, uh, there are people that have started their own authority with less. So you know, definitely, it's great that you are that you have a little bit of cushion. The main thing that I definitely will advise you on if you're going to try to go out and get your own authority um kind of like the old days the old days they when you would get your own authority they kind of wanted you to provide to show that there was a need for you to have your own authority um which means do you do you have somebody who you're going to be hauling for where you're going to get your customers from basically back to what we're talking about tonight you know make sure that you're not just going out here getting your own authority just to be pulling broker freight. Because one of the benefits that you definitely have by dealing with Landstar, you are getting some of the better rates. You're seeing some of the better rates for uh, what it is that you're doing. And uh, to, to to leave that uh, cocoon and insulation that you have that Landstar provides um, and to go out here and, and, and start pulling spot market freight, I think you're going to be like, man, I should have just stayed at Landstar. That's all I'm going to do because you might be making better right. money. <laughs> well, so well sure one, 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 of the, one of the things that uh, I'm looking at, um, you know, I won't be satisfied until I get it for one. And then for two, I'm on a dedicated account um, uh, through Landstar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a BCO of Landstar, but I'm also on a dedicated account that I that I kind of, you know, help structure and put it together. You know, in other words, uh, mm-hmm. older company I was working with, I knew the lady, and I had to call an agent to kind of get everything set up so I could be on this dedicated account. And I feel that uh, finding customers, uh, you know, of that magnitude, I, I, I understand the non-compete calls, but I feel that finding customers of that magnitude, I believe that I would be able to do that and do that successfully. And that's the reason why I said I won't be uh, satisfied until I get my own authority. Well, that's that's great, and, that's, and I'm just saying, just make sure that you got it before you. Um, how how's the story that I I'm trying to think of a good analogy to think about it? You know, say if you're standing on the dock and then you're going to jump mm-hmm. into the boat. Well, don't wait, don't don't. You kind of want to wait until the boat gets closer to the dock. You don't want to. When, when the boat's halfway out there in the middle of the pond somewhere, you don't want to just you don't want to jump, you know, jump off of the dock into the water. I got, uh, um, I got. You. So you know, get you start setting up some situations to where you know you you got some warm calls kind of maybe already lined up, and 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 kind of you know have some stuff prepping them, letting them know that you're getting ready to, hey, I'm I'm getting ready to go. Uh, you don't want to mess up anything if you. You set up freight with Landstar. Of course, that will be unethical to go in and, and, and behind them and, and do something like that. After you know, you have to wait wait out the time frames and everything before you be, go back and, and maybe solicit and talk to that particular customer. 
but you know that doesn't that doesn't keep keep you or prevent you from talking to anybody else. Um, and so you know, in your yes, backyard, sir. you kind of get a feel get a feel for the companies that that um, that will do business with you, and that you can start to begin to to line some stuff up with. You know, it doesn't take anything to go in and start having some conversation, uh, and, and, right. and, and starting to introduce yourself. You know. That, and that's the biggest thing, you know, introducing yourself and, and getting yourself, getting people familiar and getting yourself comfortable with talking with these people so that you can be able to uh, take take advantage to, and take full advantage of you owning, you know, being a, a owning your company. You know, instead of you buying, right. yourself, buying yourself a job, this is an expensive job to buy yourself. Uh, but, you know, yes, sir. actually having, having customers is, is where you begin the process of actually Running and owning and operating a comp a true company. Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, I I, I do appreciate the advice. I really do, my and 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 keep up the good work. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Thank you, Dwayne. And uh, let's see here. We got one more caller here calling in before we get ready to wrap up the show. Let's go to Ken. Ken, you're on live with Rico. I can How help. How you doing tonight? Um, well, I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm going to be oh fabulous! I'm going to be going to the CMC because I've already signed up for that, and I was basically doing it for the rates and lanes. I was kind of I kind of disappointed you're not going to be there. You're one of the ones I was really wanting to talk to because I listen to you every week. Uh, but, I appreciate uh, it. Are there other places that you can learn about the brokerage end and learning how to you know if you if you because I want to ha- eventually have a small fleet. And build a uh, fleet up, and possibly have like a brokerage end of it to go along with the fleet end of it. Absolutely, and uh, uh, Chuck Snow is going to be at the CMC. Um, reach out and, and get a hold of Chuck. Um, that was that's probably the greatest resource that I could tell you to go talk to because I mean that that it. Even though Chuck is is Canadian, you know he's a Canadian carrier and Canadian broker, but he is is the quintessential where if that's where you envision seeing yourself, that's someone that is already doing it and is already living it, that has a successful brokerage and a successful uh, truckload fleet that he that he's owning and operating, and, and Chuck is more than gracious with his time and information. Um, and and probably the best resource that 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 I know that we have access here on the rates and lanes, and that's you know we love it when Chuck comes on and and talks with us um, and shares so so much of his valuable information. But Chuck will be there, uh, great guy to maybe try to line up one day before. I'm not sure if he's going to be there the entire week, but definitely that's someone that you want to seek out and and uh, take make an investment in and take him out to dinner. You know, <laughs> okay. but, you know that's money well spent to, to, to get some jewels. Uh, last year we had a chance to uh, a group of us all went out to dinner, and um, someone somebody that picture um, of us the dinner that we had last year on Facebook, and that's definitely one of the highlights. Is time to spend with Chuck and being able to pick his brain and get uh, some of the nuggets and information that that Chuck has available. That's definitely. Um, one of the people that you want to talk to, and he can give you some great insight as far as how to make that maneuver. Because you're going to be, when you start talking about trucking, you know, with your, your asset base side, and you get into that brokering side, different and two different ways that you have to maneuver. And when you're dealing with different customers and different things like that, because as a broker, you can't represent your, you can't represent yourself as being a motor carrier and, and as a motor carrier you know there's different nuances that you got to make sure that you're doing when you're uh, uh representing whichever side whichever hat that you happen to have on at that particular time when you're talking to that particular customer and and chucking can can give you uh some insights and different things on how to handle those maneuvers and why you're doing all of that okay sounds fabulous that sounds great uh, All right. Now, is there well, anything? Is, is there is there any other le- other than the CMC? Is there any other places that we can go to learn about that though? 
Um, you know, is there is there schooling or classes? There, or? there actually, actually there is. There actually there is. Go to TI. I think it's TIA, uh, the Transportation Intermediaries Association. They have a training. Um, I haven't been through their training. The training that I went through, um, I, I, I cannot. Uh, in good faith recommend them because one of the things that I, I will caution everybody to do if you're seeing these companies advertising about broker training and this, that, and other, if you want to, just as an exercise, call them up, see what they're talking about, but ask them to give you their MC number for their brokerage and and actually go to a low board and see exactly how much freight are they really moving. And I, I almost would be, uh, <laughs> I would almost be willing to bet a, a week's a, a week's gross salary that uh, you won't find very much freight that they're actually moving. A lot of these companies, uh, the majority of the revenue that they generate and that they make is basically off of the uh, the, the them selling the education part, so-called education that they try to sell you, which is not um, which is not very very good good information because it gives you kind of nuts and bolts of how brokering is supposed to work book knowledge, quote-unquote, but it doesn't really give you uh, hands-on, real-world, the down in the nitty-gritty, how to actually go and win and achieve that customer, which is what you, at the end of the day, which is what you, which you, what you need and what you want. You want someone that's actually done it, that's been there, that can actually give you some real practical information. And if they're not really brokering in the freight, how, how can they really tell you how to do it? Um, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, so it's kind of it's kind of buyer be, buy, beware when you're looking at all the different people advertising in, in all the different trucking magazines about about doing that. So you know, make sure that you get their uh, MC number or something. If, if they're doing so good, if they're moving so much freight, brokering and stuff, and they're training, uh, look and see if they actually are moving any freight. And right, yep. unfortunately, the majority of people that are that are advertising in those magazines aren't aren't really moving any freight. Okay, thank you very right. much. Appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ken. And let's see, you got George here. Wants to offer. Let's go to George real quickly and get wrapping up. George, how you doing, my friend? Hey, what's going? How are you? I'm, hey, I'm well. Just, I used that quick, article for you. I. I Say again? Uh oh. I said I used the article that you sent me for the night. Uh, I don't know if you, how much of the show you was able to catch, but I, the article that you sent over to me, I thought that was some really profound information that you sent, and I definitely wanted to use <laughs> that as a, another opportunity to, to get some people out there to go knock on some doors. No, I I, I did not catch that. I'm gonna go back and and, um, and re-listen. And uh, you know, like I said, there, there's a there's a lot of stuff going on out here. But what I wanted to mention quick. Um, Dwayne, I've kind of heard him before when he when he's called. Um, uh, I'm not really in any very many of the transportation or trucking groups on Facebook, but if he sends you a message, um, I I want to offer him send tell him to send you know send you a message, get him my phone number. I'd like to talk to him a little bit. I you know I think he's got what it takes. Um, he's a go getter and he's willing to do the work. Um, you know I definitely would like to you know, offer some of my time to, you know, coach him along on a couple things because I think he's, he's there. I mean, he's already put a few things together that, you know, have, have worked very well. And, um, you know, if you can, uh, hopefully he's still listening. But, uh, you know, if not, we'll catch him next time. But I just want to throw that out if, uh, if that's something he would, you know, want to utilize. Absolutely, yeah. The way he's still listening, I, I, I see him in the background. He's still listening up on board. Uh, the show is no longer on the air. We 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 kind of in the overtime right now. <laughs> but uh, I mean, but definitely, can, if, yeah, Brian, I mean, if you're can. on if, if you're on face if you're on Facebook, reach out to uh, reach out to me. Shoot me a message on Facebook, and uh, and I will try to get you in contact. Uh, you were saying something, Jordan? I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, he, if he can, he can send me a message. Also, I just. I just limit myself very much, you know, to, um, you know, friend requests. So I know a lot of people, you know, do send me friend requests. And, you know, sorry, but I just, you know, I don't accept them all. This, this, Facebook is more of my personal interaction, and I have right. fun with it uh, on some stuff. But I kind of distance myself from a lot of the groups just because it just became, as, you know, Kim calls it, a time sucker. 
And, uh, right. you know, it's, um, it's a lot of fun, but I mean, all of these groups just kind of got crazy and they get, just got out of hand. And, you know, we've got too much going on. We're, we're incredibly busy. We're growing. Uh, we have a couple of other opportunities that are presenting and it just, you know, it, um, bugs me to hear, you know, people talking about everything, you know, it's like when I was talking with Kevin over the weekend, everyone complaining about everything. Well, I can't relate. Sorry. You know, people can say what they want to say about my feelings on that, but I'm not seeing that. I am, I am turning down business. Like Seth Golden says, get your face out of Facebook. (laughs) You know, I get that blog every day. I don't read all of them, but I remember that one, you know? (laughs) So, well, listen, let me, let me cut you loose. It's always enjoyable. And, uh, you know, I'm going to try to give you a buzz tomorrow. I want to catch up on a couple things. I got, yeah, because I want to, I'm glad you said that. I got to catch up with you as well. I got something I wanted to share with you. So I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Very good. All right, George, have a good one. Okay, have a good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are pretty. We've already went off the air. We thank you. We want to thank you guys for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend a little time with us here on the racing lanes. And like I said, we're going to try to attempt to get better. We're going to try to uh, have more articles that I have that I think are worthy of of uh, exposure. That something that we may need to be talking about and have those kind of kind of have some pre-recorded shows for you guys set back and um, so that we can have those. If I happen to miss a show, I can just have that uploaded in place. So we're going to start working on trying to hammer those things out. I'm not quite sure on how to do all the type of editing and everything, but we want to try to start having, making sure that we got something for you guys every week. So I appreciate you guys for taking time out. Once again, this has been the Race and Lanes podcast with Rico Muhammad. Thank you, God bless you, and good night. Thanks for joining us on Rates and Lanes. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.